Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the North Bros Outdoors podcast, number 28. I am Nick Beto. I am Jacob Beningson. And we're joined in the studio with a repeat guest. He Last time he was on was episode number five, Brandon Wixo. It's good to be back. So I don't remember, did we give Wixo the chance to tell the people what they, that's our new thing, when we have new people on, we let them tell the people what uh, you want them to know about you. So being as you were way back in the beginning at number five, I don't think we did either. I don't think we did either. So what do you want the people to know about you? And Deepest, darkest secret. Oh, geez. Uh, I bow hunt a lot, but I am not very good at shooting deer. I can shoot the shit out of a target, though, but not a deer. Different different level of uh, situation there as far as the stress and the different heat of the moment. Level. Period, too, being in the stand. Yeah, depending if you are in a stand or if you're oh, on I'll the ground. I'll get the anxiety shakes, and I'll shake the whole stand. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, last up, we, we were in, we're kind of towards the tail end of hunting season now. Uh, our last couple episodes, we've had Jake on, we've had Katie on, we've had uh, Lindsay, a couple different people that have were successful during rifle season. Well, we're getting towards the tail end of bow. Rifle is actually closed at the time of recording this podcast. Right, that's uh that closed. November yes, rifle, rifle, rifle closed Sunday night. This past Whatever Sunday, Sunday night, and that yeah. today at the time of recording this one, it is uh, November twenty second. So whatever that would have been, but yes, it is, it is closed, um, and I still have my tag. Ooh, does it, it wrapped around the antlers, right? Uh, well, I had a doe tag. It's actually in a bowl right now. It's called tag soup. Yeah, I'm, Nick, you must be getting hungry. I'm just hoping I don't have a. You're making a lot of food. Seems. I'm just hoping I don't have a double batch. Well, technically, so we started out with rifle season as a group, and Wix, so I didn't include you in here, but I'll add you in. So with rifle tags, as a group, we had 13 tags, and I think with Wixos in there, eight of the 13 got filled. So what is that math? I don't know what the percentage of that would be, but eight out of thirteen. I mean, I don't think that's oh, you're shooting over fifty percent. So that's yeah, good. sixty, sixty-two percent. And I, I don't. I think we had two buck tags that went unfilled, and I think I was the only doe tag. Yeah, yeah, I was the only doe tag that didn't get filled. So, yeah. Well, I guess uh, we, we could count Kevin and Sandy in there because they also had two tags. They had a buck and a doe, and neither of those got filled either. Did they even go out? I or think they, they the typical they, like once or twice, and Kevin's like, "Ah, well, try again next year." Yeah, right, right around the right around sunset, he'd go out yeah. and drive around for a few minutes here and there, and that was that was the extent of his hunting season. Sean and I went out. Um, we were out all weekend, so we hunted Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all three weekends, and then I slipped out of work a little early and got an evening hunt in on two days. So we hunted a total of what? Three, six, nine, ten. I hunted like 12 days out of rifle season. We saw plenty of deer. We saw, I think our total amount of deer that we saw was like 130 total. We were doing a lot of driving around because we didn't have a piece to go to. Yeah, so these aren't like 130 like shots you could have taken. These are just deer you've seen while out. Yeah, and, and total shots that I we could have taken. I want to say I had four shot opportunities all season, and Sean had one. So it was, it was kind of a tough year for us. Uh, we've made up our mind that. So Sean went unsuccessful too. Yep, Sean didn't okay. fill his either. So he 
yeah, neither of us are going to apply in the unit that we were in this year again next year. I think we should just do a West tag. Well, if you got about six years to wait, it's it's a pretty good tag. Well, like even south of Bismarck, around Bismarck, try and do something like that. And I've thought about that. That's uh, that's where Jake comes in a lot. He he has been talking to me about applying out west because he does uh, he does apply out west. Yeah. He goes out west there, and he has six points built up right now. Exactly. Yeah. Like just well, said. yeah, but this yeah, that's that's like west west. I was thinking like not quite that far, just not in the region you're normally hunting. I guess. I think if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna just go all the way out west. You're gonna try way out west. It? Yeah, I'm gonna I'll be down. I'm gonna buy a new rifle this year. So I actually have my own. I've been borrowing rifles for the last five years. I was looking. Can you go in there? And that's that's why he hasn't shot it. Kalen's looking at you. That's, that's that makes sense why it wasn't a successful year then. Yeah, I my, I think that's a written rule somewhere. Yeah, you like if if it's own. not yours, it's just yeah it's bad luck. Out of my last, I think six tags that I've had, uh, I have filled one. Yeah. See, God gave you one gimme and said, "Get your own." <laughs> yeah so that's uh and the the deer that i did kill the one little little buck that i shot he was on pub well private land unposted in a different unit he wasn't in the same unit i've pulled the tag the last three years in this unit and i will not apply again in that unit i will apply for a deer tag again i just won't go what yeah. what are you going to do when you apply again i think next year i'm going to go west a little bit for primary and secondary, probably. What about you? Are you like so? You going out west again, or? Yeah, I'll I'll go start the uh, start the point build for out west, but I'm gonna start doing some out of state hunts. Oh, well, that'll be good. So that kind of brings me up to speed on my rifle season. Uh, we saw ton- tons of deer, had some opportunities, had some doors slammed in our face for asking for permission. Um, drove around a lot, put a lot of miles on the vehicles, and. Here I am with my bow tag still. Thank God that season's still open. So, and then Jake, you didn't rifle hunt this year. Nope. So let's swing it around to the other end of the table here. Where I went out, and uh, I guess the only thing I got to talk about there is I went out a few times bow hunting during rifle season, and that was just a mess. Yeah, I'm sitting here shaking my head because I didn't go to my tree stand once during rifle season because I don't want to wear my orange. Well, it wasn't that. It's just it gets so many people around. So I think. Three of the nights I was out during rifle season, I think it was about four, four nights, I think sounds right. Three of the nights, right at perfect sunset, you know, like 10 minutes before sunset, right as time's getting right. Someone in the area or like, you know, the other side of the field, because, you know, it's another another section, a different owner, would shoot one. And then there would just be five vehicles rolling in and people yelling back and forth, trying to find it and honking horns off, you know, and they're only like a thousand yards away. I'm like, well, this is. I might as well just walk out now. There's no point in this. Yeah, I've never bow hunted during the rifle season except for out west because it's just chaotic around here. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, I'm sure you could like look at it, but like the people per capita of like, you know, mile, probably square mile, is probably way higher. That is why I will not be applying in this unit again. <laughs> I mean, every it was dang near like, when I went out during the week when I slipped away from work a little bit, you didn't see very many people with orange, but on the weekends, every single vehicle you pass, they're either pheasant hunting or they're deer hunting. Yeah. And it, I mean, I knew it going in, so it's not like I'm sitting here complaining about it. I mean, it is what it is. I, I knew going in that I didn't have a private piece to go sit on, and, and I'm not making excuses. 
Then you could. You had your penny saved up. Well, so on Sunday, we went out and we walked a couple pieces. And Caitlin was with. And me and Sean both walked and we both just followed the game trails in. And apparently, I didn't see it, but apparently we got down in there and we all three kind of split up. And Caitlin was in front of me and Sean was ahead of her. And she said she turned and a doe stood up. And I didn't see it. I was looking the other way, and it stepped and it snapped a, a twig. And I, I guess I turned around and looked at Caitlin, but I didn't see the deer. And the deer just trotted away. I, I had no idea it was in there. I never saw it. I found out last night or sun was it Sunday night? What, I don't, I don't, Caitlin whatever day she told me. But I, so Caitlin was paying more attention than you apparently. Yeah, I was just kind of like looking at the people ice fishing, and I'm like, yeah. Well, we call those nature hikes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> beautiful scenery. But so that's that finishes me up, and then yeah, like I said, Sean and I still have our tags. Jake, you didn't go, so you still have your well. The the, the game and fish still. still has your tag. But let's go to the other end of the table to somebody who was actually successful and probably has a story, and we'll just let you take it away and tell the story of your out west buck. Well, uh, we were going to go out the second weekend of season through the third weekend. I had 10, 11 days planned out there, trying to leave Thursday after work, but the snowstorm hit. So with roads all uh, gummed up with snow in Bismarck area, I didn't actually leave until Saturday morning. Got out there. I pulled my fish house out there to camp in because we were going to be out there for so long. Um, Got out there, got camp set up, went on a hike with about two hours of sun left just to see what was around camp and uh, I ended up jumping out one buck pretty far away and never really stopped to get a good look at it and then I ended up just watching a bighorn eat on the hillside at about 250 yards for the rest of the night and yeah. went back and then my dad got out there that night so Saturday or Sunday morning uh, was our first actual hunting morning and it was pretty slow all of Sunday so uh, some small bucks and does in the morning, some does throughout the afternoon, and then a couple more small bucks and does uh, in the in the evening, but nothing like what we're looking for. So, uh, so just to clarify, was this the first time you've ever been out there? No, I've been going out there for six or seven years now. Okay, so in the same area. So, like, was this public land or private? Yeah, it's or? all, I only ever hunt public out there. Okay. Um, yeah, so I've been going to the same same unit same area for the past seven years it's a it's a few different spots all in the same unit yeah they're all close enough to get to but uh we saw we saw a big deer in there during archery season two or three weeks before i went out hunting or went out with my rifle and yeah. uh, i was trying to find those again and they was, everything was gone so the next morning monday morning i decided well we'll go over to another spot that my uncle had shot one in a few years ago and uh, got there, got to that area. It's basically, you can park the truck, you just walk up on a cliff, and you can overlook a couple different valleys. So we got up there, looked around. We'd scoot up a little more, look around, scoot up a little more. The whole don't don't get skyline before you get there. Yeah. Looked all around, got to the very top, was just kind of looking around, and my dad goes, "There's, it's right below us. Look down. Yep. Big muleys staring up at us. Good old Paul the Glasser. Yeah, yep. <laughs> Looked around for four seconds. He goes, yep, it's right there. Well, 
That one took off, stopped at about 300, got a good look at it. Uh, it was definitely a shootable deer, but he took off and it's, he went over to a group of trees that I had seen a deer last year in the same exact spot, but all I had was um, a doe tag. So I chased that deer last year with my bow and got to about 90 and bumped him out. So I ended up going on the same exact walk this year, but I had my rifle tag. So I got over there, couldn't find the deer. There was, it was all fresh snow, so I saw tracks going up and over the other side. I saw my dad. He never saw anything from what I could tell. So I said, oh, I'll just pop over the other side. Went over there, looked around a little bit, went a little bit farther to see out the other side, and I found another one. I'm assuming the same one. It was hard to tell. Never really got a great look at it to begin with because it, right. it never stopped running until it got into some trees. So when you're, when you see, I've never been out there, so, and you haven't either, right, Jake? I've been in the area. Hunting? Never been, like, just in the area, worked cattle a few times, like, yeah, not, not ever, like, hunting or, like, really trying to go through the train. So when you see, you first see the one right below you, and he takes off, do you, can you see him the entire time he's running, or does he go over a bluff and he's gone and you no, gotta follow so, him? so where I was... It was basically a valley. It, it kind of, the valley kind of veed, and there's a big bluff right in front of you. And he just went straight, and I lose him through a couple patches of trees. But, I mean, I could see him for six, seven, eight hundred yards. And he went up into a group of trees, and then like, I could see him go up to the top of the hill and then come back into the trees and then go up to the top and come back. And I never saw him leave there. We watched him for about 15 minutes or so. So I decided to go after him but the best way to do that is to back out go back walk back down the road and then come back around so i lost sight of him for a good 20 25 minutes in your picture that you sent there was snow on the ground yep so like my spot where i'm hunting now and jake yours is probably the same there are tracks everywhere yeah but out there can you use a lot is that, of tracks so same it, thing you can't yeah, it's it, you can, the way the, the snow was for us is, uh, it was pretty fresh because it snowed on us every day. So you could kind of tell the fresh ones from the old ones. How much snow did you guys, how much were you trudging Ankle through? Ankle deep. Also oh, not too bad. No, nah, it wasn't terrible. Um, you can kind of tell the old ones from the new ones, but I mean, there's so many deer, like there was deer walking through that, that night and it was so much crisscrossing that it's, it's really hard to tell. You can kind of get a sense of like, oh, I probably went over the hill. But exactly tracking him, it, it gets pretty tough. So I followed him over the hill to where I thought it was, and there was uh, several ridges and a valley that I saw, that I walked through. Didn't see anything there. I ended up picking up a deer on a hillside, I don't know, about a mile or so down. But I couldn't get a good look, and I didn't have my spotter with me. So I decided I'll just... You mean like Paul? Your yeah, dad or your actual spotter? No, my, my spotting scope. <laughs> yeah, my dad's eyes are not quite that good. He can see the ones 150 feet in front of us, but... Like the first one you saw? Yeah, yep, that's the ones. Um, uh, it was pretty easy to get around, though, and get a better look at him, so I kind of just came down the hill, followed the ravine across, and then popped up on another hill, and I was probably 1,200 yards away. Did your dad have a tag too, or did he just come no, to hunt with you? No, he comes every year just to come. It's a, it's awesome. his vacation for the year. That's awesome. Does he not hunt, or? Uh, not really, not anymore. Oh, his yeah. his knees don't, uh, they don't do the hills. He, yeah. he likes to drive me. 
Yeah. But it's his... But then you were talking about your uncle and everybody. So, like, it's always been kind of yeah. a family thing. Yeah, my there. uncle okay. brought me out right when I was in college, right after sports and everything, and I could go again. And that was a very expensive hobby that I picked up real quick. Yeah. Now I go multiple times every year. But uh, uh, I came around, saw the deal, saw the deer, about 1,200 yards. It was... Uh, Something I definitely thought was a shooter, and it was in a really good... It was just standing on a hillside, not not moving, not caring. Didn't look like it was going anywhere. Um, but it was it was basically on a finger ridge for... That, there was a couple of them, so I knew if I could get back down and over to that ridge that he was on, I'd be able to pop up on the ridge right in front of him, and I'd be probably pretty close for a shot, and he would have no idea that I was coming. Right. So, uh... The, what, uh... Sorry not to interrupt, but, like thinking you'd have a shot what were you comfortable taking like what what's your yardage that you're like i i'm not gonna hesitate i'm taking and, it and what yardage. are you what are you shooting i have christensen arms 300 wind mag i have i'll shoot the 200 for sure if i can get a good rest and get set up i'll shoot 300 but that's about it that's what we're looking yeah. at, okay how far do you how far do you shoot it when you're sighting it in like, three you three okay yep. um i i managed to get down get to the ridge that I saw it, it was it was actually pretty easy because where he was there was a dip in the hill right behind him and I could see that the one right next to him was flat so all I had to do was just follow low in the creek bottom until I saw the dip go back a little bit and then come up the hillside so I did that got up there couldn't find him at all was looking around waiting seeing if he'd stand up Nothing. So I moved down a little bit, and I saw just a rack sticking up over some trees. Uh, I was able to get behind a tree and get a better look. He was just bedded there with no idea I was there. Ranged him, 195. Saw that it was it was a shooter for me. Yeah. So uh, got, I was able to get my shooting stick set up, get comfortable, waited for him to turn his head. One shot, game over. Nice. And you're, so you're this was day, day two of the hunt. And you're by yourself when you're yeah. My dad this plan. yeah. My dad didn't didn't do this walk. I was uh, I was pretty nervous about taking the shot because I was about two miles of actual walking in to get to him, and I didn't have a backpack, so I didn't have a knife. I didn't have a way to quarter him out. I didn't have anything, so it was going to be shoot, go back to the truck, go back at him. Yeah. As I was going, I the last 500 yards, I walked across a road, and that's when I was like, "Well, if I can get there, it's going to be game over." Yeah. So that that made it pretty easy. I was able to take the shot, go back, flag my dad down, and tell him to just wait. Oh, so come so down you find find this road. So this was again day two. Uh, yeah, it would have been our second full day hunting, and then so I had the, the, the evening, evening of day two. Yeah. So, so you found, this was. You I want to say this was about one o'clock. Okay, so you had plenty of time. Yeah, plenty I had, of light yet. To I had all done. kinds of time. You found this road. When when did you find the road that was five hundred yards away? Because originally you're thinking it's two miles back. I I thought well, I was going to. He have, was walking to the deer. Yeah. That happened to be a road. Must have been like low. Yeah, it was just just a, like uh, a cattle trail road, basically. Right. Good in the enough bottom. to get the truck down. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Perfect. Flat, easy. People had other other people had been going down the road because you could see tire tracks. I just didn't know, and I knew there was a road in the area. I just didn't know where it went. I thought it if it went straight, it would have been haul. Well, right. That's gotta be a sigh right of relief. Of me. I mean, yeah. getting all the way out there and then finding a road. You're like, I mean, I would have. It wouldn't have stopped me from taking the shot. It would have just made for quite the pack. 
right. A lot of yeah. He found it after the shot, so like that. Well, wow, I found it before. Time. I oh, found you did. yeah. I found it oh, before yeah. the shot because I had I crossed the road to get basically to the bluff that he was sitting on, and that that was like light bulb goes up. It's like yeah. Well, if we get there, if we have the shot, we're taking the shot. Okay. So now your rifle tag is filled. Yep. But you still have a bow tag. No. No. Oh, you correct because the bow was before. Yep. Yeah. But once you ke- same area three weeks prior, wasn't it? Nope. It was about six hours prior. Well, let, let's oh. let's finish this one, and then I want to get into that too because that that's pretty sweet that you did both of them back to the same day. Yep. Okay, I didn't know that. <laughs> so now you shoot him. Do you have cell signal? The no. So how do you get? How do you get the truck there? How do you the old wave the arms and uh, oh, so he we, we kind of had it we kind of had it planned out like you know if I get back there if I get up and he sees me do something he's just gonna come searching. What if he's looking the other way? It happens. Uh, he's, it happens he's in the pickup with the gla- glassing, just looking at Brandon the whole time. Yeah, he actually just stays in the same spot that we we go to the same spot every time, and it's because I've seen one deer there, and it was probably the biggest deer I've ever seen in my life. So we go back every year now. Yeah, it's a, it, it worked. I, yeah. I mean, you can't. It worked. What are you gonna? You, you can't say it doesn't work. That. No. All right, so that wraps up the. That's awesome. Con- congrats on that. Thank you. So then we should have said this the opposite order that we did. So now we're gonna backtrack to the morning. Yeah. So you started the day off actually bow hunting. Well, no, I started the day off. The the whole plan was. We're here to rifle hunt. I have my bow because I have the bow tag. We fill the tag early. We'll do some bow hunting, you know. Um, the That Sunday when we were hunting was just, it was tough. So I decided we're going to go to another spot. I wanted to be there pretty early, but we didn't have to be there at sunup because the road in, you can basically hunt the whole thing. So it's I wanted to get there fairly early, but... Wow, we're, from where we're camping to get to the area that I wanted to hunt, you basically come out of the Badlands a bit, cut across some farmland, and then you come back in. Go ahead. I'm raising my question, or raising my hand because I have a question. So you have a, a glacier just like Jacob does, and we're going to get into that in our next episode. We're going to talk about some ice fish and stuff. But are you off the grid camping? Are you running a generator? Like what? Because you, yours, if I remember right, you have the hydraulic letdown. Yep. So are you? how tough is it to find a a good spot like are you are they run another battery to run the hydraulics well they say they do but if you actually meter it all out it's it's all tied together through the charging it's pretty dumb but no i'm not asking about that like i'm just wondering like how like you obviously don't want to park right on the side of a a highway where there's guys driving by you 100 percent of the time how does that work out there as far as the camping like if are you permitted x amount of feet you can go off the trail yeah, there's a, there's a number you can go off the trail, and I don't know exactly what it is because there's campgrounds kind of scattered throughout. So we ended up just going to a campground. The campground was actually full, so we just went to the back of the campground, and there's flat spots all over the place. Oh, that's, that's what I was wondering. You pretty much just set it down on any flat oh, yeah. spot, and you're good to go. Gotcha. Right. But then the camper has uh, have solar panels for it and two batteries in it, and it does enough to get us through. Plus the generator to charge it every once in a while. So yeah. that, that generator keeps the batteries topped off so we can, you know, watch TV, watch movies. You're really roughing it with the heat. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, well, when you pull through camp and there's guys with 
tents and fires trying to keep fires going to stay warm and then i pop open the door turn the tv on play some music watch a movie it's it's pretty tough tough living for you know it is it's tough fishing too you learn this year it's just i really i really really want to join that club next year it's pretty cool and sometimes it's really horrible when it's the middle of night and you got the generator runs out and you're like watching a movie or something. So then you got to like slip on your felt Crocs, you know, your, oh, your yeah. insulated Crocs and waddle out and dump some fuel in. Yep. Got the felt Crocs this year too. Yeah, it's that literally the only reason I bought it was for the ice house. Do uh, you, you ever hear Nick's story about Crocs in the ice house? Uh-uh. Let's, oh, oh. Yeah. you learned something yeah. the hard way. Well, I've talked about it before on the podcast, but I'll talk about it again. So Timmy, you remember Timmy? He works at JDP. Well, let's let's maybe wrap this one up and then because uh, I think we're gonna do another one. We'll talk more about ice fishing. We Just can... real quick, real oh, all yeah. short and sweet. Long story short, I left my Crocs. Jacob left my Crocs in front of the <laughs> heater. Cannot be proven. I'm pretty positive because the generator ran out of gas, so he went out to fill the generator up, and then came back in and slipped my shoes off in front of the heater. And that heater, I don't know how many BTUs it is, but I don't care. It is enough to make your size 11 Crocs go down to a size 8. Whoops. Oh, they were not in neat. They were like a 6. I couldn't feed them on. Whoops. Yeah, okay. Anyway, it can't be proven with me. I don't think it was. I let's put get, on Micah's let's, let's, muck let's, boots. Let's, let's, let's go back to Brandon's bow. I don't want to yeah. talk about my damn Crocs anymore. <laughs> so we decided uh, that... The wound is opened. We decided Sunday night to go check out a different area, the area that I ended up shooting the buck. So we're going there. It's before sunup. We leave before sunup. We leave before any shooting hour. We're cutting across. We get out to the corn or to the, the farmland basically. And I know where to turn because there's one section of plots land that's a cornfield. And at this time, the, it's a cut cornfield. Yep. So I'm talking to my dad. And then I look at him and it is, we are five minutes from shooting light maybe. Yeah. So it's just enough light that you can make out the shape. And I see deer right off the road. So I slam on the brakes. The deer look up. Don't move. They don't care that we're there. Go back to eating. Put the car in park. Two other vehicles drive by. Don't move. Roll down the back window 40 yards. And I was like, all right. So we sit there for just a couple minutes. We're, we hit legal shooting light. You can get a good look. And it's, it's a nice buck. I'm like, wow, yeah. this, might be, this might be the one that we shoot. And I'm sitting there trying to figure out exactly what I want to do. So I'm, I miss up how far away from you they're, are they? They're about 40 that I ranged from the truck. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty tough. Yeah, you that's can, like, like they're asking for it. Yeah. They don't want to be here it, no more. It they're ended up they're being, in range with a bow. It ended up being three bucks standing in this in this cornfield that's plots land, cut corn that's plots land. I've got so, one, one question since you were just out there. Did you notice any what you would consider rut activity? No. You know what's weird about that? You asked that. I found several groups of does grouped up, several groups of bucks grouped up. They were intertwined. You know, it, it was it was not rut at all. So would you say that it hasn't I don't think it's happened out, out there, there yet? No. Okay. In, in past experience for mule deer, it always seems like it's later. And even yeah. with all the cold, it still didn't seem. I bet this last weekend would have been pretty good, but – it was, there was no, you didn't rut. have to worry about that. Did not have to worry about that. So as we're waiting, the deer are 40 yards. I'm about to grab my rifle, but I remember I have a bow tag and we have a lot of time. Because left. this is before he filled yeah. his rifle tag, just for clarification. Yeah. Told I, this story at this point, I still have, I still have both tags at this point with 
plenty of time to hunt. I mean, I had this was Monday, and Still I planned on seven days yeah, or whatever. This was it is. Monday. I planned on leaving the following following Sunday, so I decided to grab my bow, give it a shot. I was able to open the door, shut the door, walk around the truck, use the truck as cover, range it, and get set up and get ready to take the shot. And I don't think any of the three deer looked up at me. Okay, now yeah. I understand why you yeah. said I cheated yeah. at this see, one. This, this yeah, see, this one is pretty much cheating. It was, it was, uh, I've had a lot harder scenarios to try to fight through. Which one was, did you measure them at all? No. Which, which one was bigger? You know, they're, they're pretty close. One was a 4 by 4 but pretty small forks. And then the other one was a real deep 3 by 3 Height was about the same. Which one was which? Uh, the three by three was rifle. The four by four was the bow. Are you going to shoulder mount them or just Euro? I Euro both of them. Sweet. I, I ended up doing like the, the plastic Euro that you epoxy the antlers on because you can't bring brain matter, spine, all that stuff out of the unit that I hunt in. Yeah. That, so that was, I was going to ask that when we were talking about the rifle earlier, how does that work for, so like you shot your, your rifle or your bow one in the morning. Yep. And then, so spoiler alert, I hit at 40. Finally, it went about 20 yards in a cut cornfield. And my, my joke is that living in Eastern North Dakota where it's cornfields everywhere, I drove and pulled my camper about six hours to shoot a deer in a cut cornfield. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. But it's different. You know, they, it's no tilled up there, you know, it's a different, yeah, corn, yeah. different corn. It's even easier to walk in and drag. Yeah. Out. It was a pretty easy drag. The hardest part of the drag was getting around the fence. So why don't you walk? Cause this is going to be news to me and probably you, Jake, and probably quite a few of our listeners. What is that process like after you've got one on the ground? What steps do you have to take to make sure, like you want to euro mount them, so you're going to bring stuff back with you, but what do you do to make it legal so you can bring it back with you? It's, it's really no different than I would do anywhere. You tag it. And then this, the, the one I shot with my bow, I just gut it and we put it in the truck because it was morning. We had plenty of time to deal with it. So we put that one in the truck, ended up going, ended up being successful with the rifle. That one, the way it was sitting, I clipped the front of the gut. So I basically just gutless method that one. You take all the quarters off in the field, take the back straps and everything out, put it in your bag and threw it in a cooler. And then while we were, since we were done, we ended up just quartering the other one out there and you just leave the spine and everything out there and you skull cap you can i mean if you want you can clean the brains and the skull and everything out there if you want to euro it i didn't want to deal with all that so i just capped it you can bring the cap home without an issue right i didn't know that i was i was just wondering how that that all worked because we just did that with one of the bucks that was taken for rifle season here last weekend we they wanted to euro it and we just just capped it and that was that was it so well, if you did a euro with the actual skull, you just take the skull and clean everything out and boil it. So you do that. have to, if you were to do that, you would have to. If I wanted to take the actual skull, I'd have to deal with cleaning basically it cleaning it all out because you can't bring spine, uh, tissue other than meat and brain out of the, that unit because of disease mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Is that is that why they're worried about that disease yeah, being transmitted? It's, it's how something that, to do with that. How would that happen? I just shoot deer. I do not study. I'm just, no, I'm just wondering. Like, what are your well, guys' thoughts on that? Then you you bring it over here. What are you gonna do with it? You're gonna dispose it here. Yeah. Well, then what? You're throwing it in the dumpster. You're throwing, you're 
you know, disposing of it, it's going to get up to the elements. It, it's just no different than how, like, anything gets spread. Like, you, you just crazy things happen. And I understand that, but, like, to me, it's like, okay, if I shoot a deer, if I shoot a deer out there, and I'm going to bring it back, and I want a euro, and, and I'm not saying that I, obviously I wouldn't do this because that's not legal, but to me, you could just lop his head off and bring it home, do it in your garage, boil him out, whatever, and everything would be, like, I, I just don't. I just, what are you doing with all the stuff you just cut out? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut his head off. I'm gonna quarter him up. Yeah, but all like the brain matter and everything's with you. So now you transported that back. You got to your garage. What are you doing with it? Well, correct. Yeah, you're gonna boil it out, and then I'm gonna throw it in the garbage can. Exactly. So I think that's the part they're trying to avoid. Yeah. No, I, I, I get that. I, I get. I 100. I'm not saying that I'm gonna do that, but I just don't. To me, in my head, it just doesn't make sense as to why. The, you know, there's got to be a reason as to why they think that that would you'd be able to spread stuff by doing that. I agree. Well, I, your, I don't uh, understand garbage it. Garbage cans gonna get drugged through town outside and put into a pile where any wildlife can get to it. After seeing the, the so I think that I mean it's just the different stages and the exposure no, I, and can I, get. I, I get that. I don't know. It's just uh, to me like I don't know. I just after seeing all the uh, the dead deer on the river on Bismarck, you know, whatever you got to do to prevent that again because that was right. that was pretty bad. And I'm not saying that it's not bad. I was just I, I was wondering what. I wasn't debating on debating the law. I was just no. It's, what your it's guys just like all the were. different stuff like that. Like even there, you're like don't know what happens to it. And I don't know for sure either. But like it ends up back well, not all in the, the ground, and then it can be other animals can be exposed and spread it. Or and like everything that. that you can do to prevent it. I mean, why not take the steps to prevent it? Yeah, it's it's pretty easy to deal with. So one other one other debate topic that I've got. Well, not really a debate. Again, it's just wondering, like, why? Like, obviously, the law is the law. You have to abide by that. You can't just, well, well, I feel like doing this today, you know. But say I live here, and I'm going to go bow hunt right across the river. I'm not going to give town names away, but literally right across the river. I shoot a deer that, all right, here, I'm going to put it in. Is that that what you're getting at? Yeah. Like, it goes into a different state? Yeah, yeah. But I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna even make it. But I'm gonna give you a scenario here, and and then I want you I want to talk about why. So say I have a piece of property that borders North Dakota and Minnesota, and this time of year everything's starting to freeze up. I leave from North Dakota. I go over to Minnesota, where I can see the stuff that I hunt on in North Dakota, and I watch a buck walk across the river, and I shoot him. I can't legally bring him back to North Dakota. Yeah, you, you can. Yeah, you can. You can't transport his brain matter and all well, that stuff yeah, across. You can't, yeah, you can't do that. But, I mean, this is also assuming you have a North Dakota and Minnesota tag. No, I just I just have a Minnesota tag. So you shot it in then Minnesota. Then you shot it in Minnesota. I shot him in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah it's, it's no like different that. than right, the, state that, that, or the that, units that, that, that you can't. That brings me I get what you're saying. Point, like, like the matter, we literally watched that possible disease travel at 50 yards. Correct. But it's different land, different laws. How, no, do you, again, how do you write that in that if it's if you're only going 50 miles, it's okay, but if you shoot it in, in that, Colorado and you you can't bring it back. Right, and that's just right. it. I mean, it, it, the, the, the way that they have it laid out is, is – Exactly what we touched on earlier. You don't want to make it, you know, that big stretch that we went through here a few years ago where there were deer dying everywhere. Nobody wants that to happen again, especially hunters. Hunters don't want that to happen again. It's just, I don't know. I, I was just, just wondering what your guys' thoughts were on that. To me, I, I mean, well, like Wixo said, how do you write that in? How do you right. write in, like, 
Oh, well, as long as you're not... How do you enforce that? I mean, it's just... So I guess a blanket... But I think that's the same concept of what you're saying as well. South Dakota's speed limit's 80. How come I can't go 80? It's only a state away. I can go 80 as long as they don't catch me. (laughs) (laughs) It's only illegal if you get caught, Jake. Come on. (laughs) But no, I I was just, just, like I said, just wondering what your guys' thoughts were on it. Obviously, the law is the law. You got to do what what you got to do. Like I said, I'm pretty sure it's just... it's. It's a blanket. The, the possible to spread in ways like that. And, and obviously I, just controlling it. I'm not smart yeah. enough to know why that stuff works the way it does, but, I mean, they obviously have a reason for doing it that way. And It's like uh, no different the concept of COVID. you got to quarantine yourself, so you got to... Well, be careful with the C-word. Not allow it to spread. Dude, okay. So, I'm not going to say where I work, but I was at work the other day. <laughs> Talked about on like every other episode, they'll never know. And I have no, I've, I don't think I've ever mentioned on the podcast where I'm at. Yeah, well, but anyway, you're anyway, a player you've mentioned, I guess, anyway, not, like location. I've got key fobs where I'm at. And the other day, I was carrying, I'm an electrician, Wix is an electrician, and you're an electrical engineer. So obviously, we have to carry stuff with us to do our jobs. Yeah, I'm well, we really don't have a lot of spread at the table. I'm, <laughs> I'm carrying stuff to get in the door. And this lady is in front of me, and I'm like... Well, she told you you got to swipe your badge even though the door is open? Yeah. She, like, holds the door open, and she's like, all right. I, I was stood there and held my stuff. I was not... I know that's how they're supposed to do it, but I'm, like, yeah. holding my stuff. I'm like, all right, I'm going to come in. She's like, you need to fob because COVID's been on a tear lately. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, because me fobbing my key fob to get in the door. Safety first. <laughs> so that's that's not quite the reasoning for it, but... That is what she said. That is yeah, what came that, out of her mouth. That's not quite how it works. I've been there longer than probably half of the employees that they have. The the point of like not letting anyone else in is just Don't, to regulate. I, yeah, I know. I'm not going to get in like that. fire. I just you, know, you just they, said the C. You just said the, the c word, and I just yeah. thought it was kind of that made me laugh. I literally shook my head and I'm like, you know what? I'll fob. That'll and now a going joke is if we. If we're walking in the door and somebody's coming behind us, we won't hold the door. We'll just say, oh, COVID, can't, yeah. you know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, we, she must have not trusted you. We, I have, I've found that at, like, a lot of different places because, like, that's a security thing, too, and some people are, like, way more about that. So, like, I'm the one that made their cameras work. calling you out for it, they'll be like, oh, you know, you just got to do this because, you know, if you can't badge in, you're not supposed to be in. Yeah, I, yeah that's a whole nother mm. Now I'm getting all fired up. Well, that, I mean, that's that's it. You went out, took nine days off. Yeah, what do you do with the other seven days? Well, uh, we ended up, we stayed Monday night. Uh, decided to come home Tuesday. Tuesday was a lot of time in the car because the weather was terrible. The roads yeah, were icy. It got, Did it you got have to stop windy. and pull off a different time? Uh, I never had kept, to stop, but there kept, was kept her low and slow. There was a lot of 50, 55, just sticking between the semis. Yeah, um, that was it. Was pretty. It was clear up until Bismarck. Bismarck to Castleton was was not very fun. Yeah, that normally gets the worst. So we got back. I got back Tuesday late afternoon and. Uh, Kind of just unpack some stuff, unpack the fridge, got that stuff in the free in the from the camper fridge into the house fridge, and that was about my my Tuesday night. Um, Wednesday. Hold on, let's let's recap. He still has Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, I got Sunday, some Monday. I got some time. Yet. <laughs> Wednesday ended up going into work 
briefly just to answer. I was just about so, to ask, did did you go no, to work? I, briefly to drop <laughs> off some tools and answer a couple of questions, and then I took off. Um, See, Jake needs to take some notes. He has his work phone sitting there right in front of him. When, yeah. when you're not at work, you're not yeah, at work. No, it was uh, Wednesday ended up being uh, clean out the camper, clean up the, the hunting gear, get the laundry going. Uh, I did my I did my euros Wednesday night, Thursday, kind of slept in, cleaned up some more stuff, unpacked some stuff, uh, started cutting meat. That took forever. Uh, I I was in the garage and I was not working harder the whole time, but I was in the garage until about twelve o'clock, just dealing with those two deer. Um, that puts us to Friday. Friday was uh, kind of make sausage, grind meat deal with all that clean the house get the garage cleaned up get ready yeah. to deal with winter and get cars and garages and everything and uh took the camper out put that in storage on a friend's farm the weekend was the weekend it's pretty normal well, your camper ice house, house camper you it's all in storage it. well it, it's on a farm well you live where do you live i, li- I live in south fargo but yeah I, right, we're not gonna so say town names like but a... well Oh well, for all of our tens of listeners, but you, you, so you can't have it parked in your driveway. Twenty. Oh no, I had it parked in the driveway since I got it. So I've been looking for houses. Isn't there like covenants and like things saying you can't do that? I don't know. None of my yeah. neighbors cared. That's what I'm trying to figure out now because like, dude, that goes back. It to... is something you got to factor in. It's like, where am I going to put this? Like, yeah, buy it was, and stuff it was right tough. Like, um, it was definitely. Well, we don't need to get into the the yeah. economy and how rough stuff is but i will say again that i do want to join your guys's club next year it's worth it there's nothing stopping you from doing it now hey uh there is there, there is castle deals actually. right now uh, i just heard it on the radio yeah uh well i talked to all the wreck at ice fest they, all right they'll hook you up they got i think wait, so you got anything to close out with on this one because we're gonna spoiler alert we're gonna record next week's episode right after this one but as far as hunting goes uh, I'm going to be getting out here a couple days coming up. Jake? Yeah, so my plan is Thursday, Friday is to be out. I don't know. I'd, like we've been talking about ice fishing, that's where my head's already going. So I think it's I'm bad. to the point. If, I, if I get a, a opportunity on a nice doe, I'll take it. I want to start the meat. How many points does that count for in your big buck contest? Right, well, let's see. i got to pay in and then pay fine. and There's nothing coming back. All right, Wixie, you got anything to close out with? No, uh, good luck to anybody with an archery tag left. Uh, now we hope for some cold weather because I'm getting back into ice fishing. Yeah. And we're going to get into that in the next episode. So that's going to do it for this time. Until next time, we'll get back to you.